When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchables.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is July 29th. Happy Friday, everybody. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Ryan Yarbrough, six innings pitch, one on run forwards, zero walks and eight Ks, 15 whiffs. This is insane. He had an 84% strike rate on his cutter. Return 10 whiffs on that. It, that's insanity, especially through it 61% of the time. I do not want to buy into this. I, I really don't think that uh, Ryan Yarbrough is going to continue this. This was against the Orioles. He gets the Jays next. It just seems... I don't know. I there. It doesn't seem like something I would go after right now against Toronto. There is a chance for some reason that the Rays push him back towards to one more start and then he would get the Tigers. If you were to get that, then that would actually be interesting. But I think Ryan Yarbrough had an amazing night with his cutter. That's cool. That's not going to stick. Uh, Brady Singer went against the Yankees. Seven innings, zero runs, one hit, one walk, 10 Ks. This was the best command I've ever seen. Brady Singer, 38% CSW for a King Cole. He 14 whiffs. Unreal. His, uh, his slider down and away consistently. And the biggest thing about Singer is that he's a cherry bomb because of how inconsistent his pitches are. He just doesn't put them where he wants to generally. And he just throws it around. And no, this was legitimate. Uh, that's cool. I don't know if he's going to hit the wall next week against the, the White Sox. Right? Is that going to happen again? I think that's not a great bet to make. But if you want a Vargas rule there, by all means. I mean, 10Ks here, like, I, I get it. Everyone wants to go and chase this right now. Um, I'm skeptical, but I guess, like, okay. Hopefully it sticks around. Tyler Anderson survived cores. Seven innings, zero runs, four, zero walks, and four Ks. This changeup has been that good. And let's just, hats off here, guy. Uh, he was the bottom of questionable because, yeah, it's cores, but he survived it. Hopefully Kershaw can do the same today. Uh, Jameson Tyone, or actually tomorrow. Uh, Jameson Tyone, a six innings pitch, zero runs, four, two walks, and eight Ks. On the opposite side of Singer here. Uh, not in a single pitch earned more than three whiffs to get those eight strikeouts, but his cutter and his slider were really well positioned down in a way. Did he get a lot of strikes with them? No, but fastballs were up and those cutters were in a good place and that helped uh, him keep the Royals batters off balance. He threw curveballs for strikes and uh, some changeups as well. That works. That works to me. This is really good and I hope that that sticks around. I'm going to try and find out to see if there's something that Jameson Tyone did to get those pitches down and glove side consistently um, against the Royals. Uh, Jordan Lyles against the Rays. 5.2 innings, 0 runs, 3 hits, 4 walks, and 4 Ks. I'm glad he survived again. Good job. But this is more of the Rays, I think, than anything else. Yeah, I'm not going against the uh, the Rangers next week. Jordan Lyles, sorry. Spencer Howard went against the Angels. 5 innings, 0 runs, took a win away from Otani. 5 Ks, 0 walks. This is not the post-hype life of Howard. He threw so many bad pitches. This is not it. Alex Wood against the Cubs. 6.2 innings, 2 in runs, 2 hits, 2 walks, and 3 Ks. He did what you wanted him to do against the Cubs. Got the win. Had good ratios. Not enough strikeouts, but it's fine. He gets the Dodgers next. And I actually do like where Alex Wood is. 92 plus on the fastball. Good sliders. Lots of strikes. Like It's looking good. 
but not good enough to start him against the Dodgers. Maybe after that, though, I think it could be a really nice two-month stretch down uh, down the stretch. Okay, uh, Justin Steele. It's 3.2 2 innings, 0 and runs, 5 hits, 1 walk, 4 Ks. What I saw mentioned is 4 under and runs. And he got some bad luck here, but I think, honestly, he pitched pretty well. Sliders were down, fastballs were up. Uh, overall, good stuff. It's just he got really unlucky, and that's, that's unfair. Uh, he would have had, like, a good five-inning start otherwise. Um, Cutter Crawford got the uh, streaming victory for me. 5.2 innings, 1 and run, 3 hits, 0 walks, and 2 Ks against the Guardians. The Heater earned a 48% CSW, and the Cutter with a K was not very good. He gets the Astros next, so we ignore that. Yusei Kikuchi, I was really down on. I uh, got the win, five innings, one earned run, two, it's one walk in five Ks against the Tigers. Got that one wrong. Got the win, too. Uh, only 67 pitches, though. And he really capped out his possible ceiling. The Tigers are middling when it comes to lefties. They are the worst in the league against righties, but they're like 17th in WRC Plus this season against lefties. The changeup went 14 for 15 strikes, and Slider went 12 for 14 strikes. Like, that's really good. And the heater actually was consistently located arm side. Normally, I see the heater all over the place. I see one of the slider or changeup just not getting strikes. Like... This was the most uh, commanded start I've seen from Kikuchi in a long time, and specifically that he, well, and it's, it's kind of wild that he does have to start not pitching from, since the first week of July. So, this is encouraging. Um, huh. I'm curious. I'm curious what happens moving forward for Kikuchi. You could get the raise next, and that might work out. That could work out. We'll see. Daniel Cassano had a terrifying moment in the first inning. They took a comebacker to the head and left with a concussion. I really hope he's okay. That's just absolutely terrifying and horrific. Zach Wheeler against the Pirates. Here's the thing. He got the win. Seven innings, two and runs, three hits, three walks, eight Ks. The line is amazing. You can just kind of move on if you want. His fastball sat 95 for the start. Really, 94.9. Um, it got worse as the game went on. The slider, too, really dropped. He fell to 93. And... You know, he's done that before. It was June 16th, he did that in a 10-1 victory. Maybe it was, yeah, he's just easing up. I think he sat around 95 for most of the stars, like 94, 95.5 or so, and then it fell down. Uh, it's a little worrisome. I think right now we can't really do anything about it, and we just start him as if it's nothing. But if he's down here again, a second start, I'm going to start sounding the alarm bells. Uh, we really don't want to see Wheeler at 94.5, 95. We want to see him at 96 plus. Uh, Zach, uh, sorry, Jose Arquiti against the Mariners, 6.2 innings, 200 runs, forwards, three walks, three Ks. The main thing here, his BABIP is insane right now. This is the seventh straight game. Uh, well, the six straight games before this, 155 BABIP, and then this one was a 200. Like, this is a Vargas rule if you want. He's not, he's not a guy for a 2-4 ERA and a, 0.8 whip over these seven starts. You know, his fastball is 73% usage. It's not that good. It's weird. Uh, on the other side, it was also really weird. And I went on this whole rant inside the SP roundup about Logan Gilbert. Six innings, two and runs, five hits, two walks, six Ks. I don't think he's doing that much different uh, than last year. And left on base rate last year was 68%. This year, it's 81%. And that's really it. And you say, Nick, no, it's a new slider. I'm like, yes, it's a new slider, but... You know, he's allowed four fewer home runs on it. Uh, but he's allowed four more home runs on, or six fewer home runs, and then four f- more home runs in the four-seamer, right? Uh, he's a two, eight, 278 ERA right now, and last year he had like a 478 or so. It's like a two-ERA difference. It's so weird to me that Logan Gilbert is doing as well as he is. And I, I wonder if he's going to be able to hold this off for the rest of the year, this incredible left on base rate, essentially. Um... Because he allows lots of, lots of hits, 
Uh, it's an 8 hit per 9. It's not a lead or anything. He has a 23% strikeout rate. Like, he should have a worse ERA. I, I don't know what else to tell you. It should be a lot worse. It should be like a 3-7. Something like that. And I worry about myself for this offseason. Because I'm going to be down on Logan Gilbert. I am... For me to raise him up would be the assumption that he improves. Which is possible. And maybe I'm not going to be waiting that enough. And maybe I'm going to be trying to wrestle with it. Um, I find myself more in the middle of the pack because of it. But I can see a lot of people seeing this good year and then saying he's going to get even better and see him in like the top 20, uh, I imagine, of starting pitchers and stuff. And I just will not see it. I won't. So I I, I just see what he's doing this year and I just go, "Uh uh-oh, I'm going to be so conflicted this offseason. All right, Shoei Otani, I watched the entire start for YouTube this morning and on Twitch. Switch to TV slash pitch 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. every single morning. You should be there. Six innings, two earned runs, eight hits, zero walks, and 11 Ks against the Rangers. The, what, a, what a ridiculous outing. First inning, he he gets the bases loaded on three hits, um, including two off the four-seamer. And essentially threw like 35% four-seamers in those first three batters. The rest of the game, it was like, what, 15% four-seamers? Something like that. I mean, it's pretty hilarious to me. Uh, and he allowed two hits on four-seamers, the first three batters, and 19 batters after those two more hits. Uh, on the four-seamer. And, like, it was a show-me fastball. Uh, he just went slider. Slider, slider, slider. Sometimes splitters. Sometimes a curveball. Even the curveball actually got hit twice. And it's like, what are you doing, buddy? Just throw sliders. And it works. It's insane to me how good that slider is. I don't think we really are internalizing just... This is a man who is just throwing sliders and cutters, whatever you want to say. Like, different velocities on it from, like, 85 to 90. You can actually threw, like, a 93 mile per hour cutter at some point. But that is it. That's all he does. And, like... No one can hit it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right. Uh, Tyler Alexander, don't care. Graham Ashcraft, hey, he's throwing more sinkers now, 30% sinkers. It's not all coming together quite yet. Uh, I, I think that this even split, though, he's throwing sliders for strikes for the most part, is a step in the direction. Maybe he does lock in with that command by the end of the year, but right now we're not going after it, especially against Miami again. Tristan McKenzie was, was against Boston, four and runs fine, but seven base runners in seven innings is great. Six Ks, sure. Keep going uh, McKenzie's way. Could have tipped in the right way. For the start, Zach Thompson, do not care. Seven and runs, 4.2 innings. Nope. Uh, Jose Arrania, absolutely do not care. For today and tomorrow, we have Garrett Cole, Alcantara, Manoa, Verlander, Bassett, Wright, Woodruff, Bieber, all in the top tier. There's also Robbie Ray at the very end, which is the most contentious one as he goes against the Rays. Sorry, against the Astros, I should say. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm still going to do it. I know he didn't do well in Safeco last time against the Astros. I still think that Robbie Ray is really good. I think that was a blip of a start. Zero slider whiffs last time. And if you don't want to start him there, fair enough. But I don't think that was a weird start and not uh, not indicative of how he's going to perform tonight. Bravo start tiers. Lance Lynn, Miles Michaelis, Joe Ryan, Marcus Stroman, Alex Cobb, Martin Perez, and Julio Urias. All of them are pretty obvious to me. Then you have Urias at the bottom in cores. Uh... Yeah, it's cores. I get it. But he also threw 94.6 on his last start. I think you go with that one, too. Uh, questionable start here. You have Patrick Sandoval, Jeffrey Springs, Blake Snell, Dean Kramer, Jose Quintana, Madison Bumgarner. The first three are more interesting, I think, than the bomb three. You have Sandoval against Texas. You don't really know. He's a cherry bomb. Uh, Jeffrey Springs, he didn't do well last start. And I think also the one before that, too. And uh, hopefully he can step back up against the Guardians. And Blake Snell, of course, has high ceiling. But it is the Twins. And the Twins... Are really tough. Hopefully, Byron Buxton sits that one. 
The bottom three here of Kramer, Quintana, and Baumgartner are all your streamer types. I'm going with Kramer in Cincinnati. I think it's the best matchup of the three as my streamer pick of the day. Jose Quintana, though, does have a good command. He's kind of a Vargas role at the moment, but the Phillies can mess him up. And Masson Baumgartner against Atlanta. He is looking good. Look at his best as I've ever seen. Really last start against... I I don't remember who that was. Uh, it was against the Nationals. Uh, I want to say Diamondbacks. Of course, that wasn't true. But he's against the Atlanta Braves right now, and they're really good against lefties, so be careful there. Uh, do not start tiers. James Caplain is really the only interesting one against the White Sox, so I don't want to do that. And then Mike Minor, Bailey Falter, Anibal Sanchez, etc., etc., etc. Don't want to do any of those. Uh, looking at tomorrow, and if you want Sundays, you got to go and check the podcast yesterday. Moscow, Valdez, Cortez, Kershaw is the ultimate... Uh, order, and I know I went over this yesterday, but I finalized it. I figured I should just do this for you. Um, Kershaw, yes, I'm starting him inside, of course. I think he's Tatiaga. The ace is always going to ace, and you just do it. Sonny Gray, Carlos Carrasco, and Tyler Malley are in the probable start tier. Malley might be the last start he ever makes in Great American Ballpark, at least for a long time. Uh, he goes against the Orioles, and I know that we don't like him at home at all, but I feel like this is one you just do, especially with the strikeout ceiling that he has. Questionable start tier, Corey Kluber, Johnny Cueto, Ranger Suarez, Ross Stripling, and Zach Plesak. All of them are Toby types. Some people are saying, hey, why don't you like Ross Stripling more? Uh, and it is the Tigers, the worst uh, right-handed team in baseball, but our team against right-handers in baseball. Stripling did not look good at all his last start. I was really, really uh, against it. And I am worried that a little bit more than the other ones, because I think the other three are slam dunks. And Corey Kluber's been looking great. He goes against Guardians. Cueto against the Athletics. You absolutely just roll with that. And Ranger Suarez, changeups are there. Uh, Cutter Command is there. And he gets the Pirates out. I really think that can be a really good start. And so stripling against the Tigers, I'm still okay with. I'm, I like a lot better than the other three that I mentioned for Thursday. Uh, but, you know, it's a little more questionable. And then you have Zach Plesak against the Rays, who's actually been looking all right. He stumbled a little bit against the Red Sox last time, but I think the slider um, is getting whiffs, and the changeup is getting strikes, and I think that can work out well against the Rays. And the Do Not Start TA is massive, and I just want to say, don't go for these. Just because these are the only things there, it doesn't mean you have to do something. I imagine that Saturday, uh, that Sunday is going to be better than Saturday. So, Eric Lauer, Mitch Keller, Jacob Junis. Uh, Lauer against the Red Sox, I just think it's too shaky. Mitch Keller against the Phillies is the reluctant streaming pick of the day. I have to pick somebody. He's been on a bit of a roll. Oh, gosh. Don't want to do it. Jacob Junis, uh, limited in his pitch count. He's not quite there. Even though it's the Cubs, I think I think it's a cap ceiling, and we it's no guarantee he does that. Uh, Nick Pavetta against the Brewers. He's He looked better-ish last time. Ugh. Drew Smiley against the Giants. He had a nice curve last time. Maybe that sticks around. Glenado, the Angels are bad, but Glenado is too. <laughs> then you have Chris Flexen and Granke against uh, really tough matchups in Houston and the Yankees. You have Cherry Bombs of Ian Anderson and uh, Dakota Hudson. Um, Ball Blackburn hasn't looked good. Chase uh, Silseth is not there yet. Neither is Trevor Rogers. They lost them both. And uh, you don't want to do that and don't trust the feds and Freeland in cores hosting the Dodgers and so on. Um, Corbin Martin and Drew Hutchinson, no way. Check it all out on the site, of course, as always. But that is uh, for this weekend. And looking forward to next week, because it is Friday, and what we do are two start pitchers. So for the Orioles, you have Kyle Bradish possibly going twice. Rangers in Pittsburgh, I don't think you do that. I don't think he's in a good of a spot. Nathan Evaldi, no. I'm sorry. He goes against the Astros. He goes against the Royals. The velocity is too far down. I don't even trust against the Royals. I'm not doing that. Rich Hill, same thing. Against the Astros, not doing it. Maybe against the Royals, but yeah, I don't want to do it. Yeah, just don't do that. Uh, I don't even know how much he's going to pitch. I'm going to say this is the weirdest week for two-star pitchers because there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be getting acquiring new players at the deadline, which is going to shift around both those dealing away pitchers and those that are receiving them. So the Yankees are a good example of Domingo Herman. 
uh, with Seattle and St. Louis, but I imagine the Yankees are going to acquire somebody, and that would likely mean that Herman is out of the rotation. Maybe it's a six-man. I don't know. If Herman does get both of these, this is a questionable one. I think this curveball looked a lot better last time, despite how I don't like his at all, how his, his DV history. Um, you know, if you need this for your fantasy team, uh, that's okay. Uh, Drew Rasmussen gets the Jays and the Tigers. Uh, that's a questionable. I don't know how bad the Jays one's going to be, but the Tigers one should be very helpful. Uh, Gaussman against the Rays and the Twins. I think you still do it despite the whip and the bat being so ridiculously high this year. I just saw today Eno's, uh, pitching plus overall ranking is like five for the moving forward. So, I mean, he's like me. He was like, ah, the whip is stupid and it's going to normalize. Like, let's try and believe that. Uh, you have, um... You have Michael Kopech against the Royals and the Rangers. I think that's a questionable one because the velocity has been down and he just hasn't looked the same since the, the knee injury. Uh, Giolito is the same velocity has been down for him as well. Uh, Cal Quantrill against the Diamondbacks and the Astros is a bench. Uh, Tristan McKenzie doing the same is a probable for me. I think the Diamondbacks one's going to be good enough. And I think he can save off the Astros. It's not a foregone conclusion. That he messes up there. Uh, Tarek Skubal. I don't know if he's going to be a twin, uh, the Detroit Tiger, but he would be going against the Twins in the Rays. Uh, Matt Manning could be coming back. That's a definite bench. If Scooble is still there, that is a questionable start. Uh, Brad Keller against the White Sox and Red Sox. That's a bench. Chris Archer against the Tigers and the Jays. Oh, by the way, also Brady Singer, I should say. I, Brady Singer. Uh, the, yeah, I guess that's you know, Vargas rule right now, right? So, like, it's questionable. Top of questionable, because the Red Sox one should be tough. Um, Chris Archer and David, Devin Smelter um, should be going for the Minnesota Twins, but imagine someone could get acquired there, too. Uh, that's a do not start for Archer and a do not for Smelter. He got limited, remember, last time he pitched, too. Um, Luis Garcia goes against the Red Sox and the Guardians. That is a probable start. Now uh, You have Noah Syndergaard, who might not be an angel. He could be dealt. He has a one-year deal. Uh, Oakland and Seattle, uh, that would be a probable for me. Um, you have six-man rotation, but you have a doubleheader on Saturday, uh, which means that they have to go to uh, five normal rest for once. Uh, you have Frankie Montas not going. I mean, Frankie Montas likely will be somewhere else and probably be a two-star pitcher wherever that is, and I'm going to put him in the probable start tier for wherever that is, um, or maybe even auto start. Uh, Marco Gonzalez will be going against the Yankees and the Angels. Logan Gilbert likely doing the same. Uh, or maybe not. There's a doubleheader on Saturday and there's also a Tuesday, uh, sorry, an off day on Thursday. It's kind of weird. We don't really know how they're going to manage that schedule. Um, if Logan Gilbert and Gonzalez get it, Logan Gilbert is a, is a probable, I'd say, while Marco Gonzalez is a low questionable. The Angels are just really bad and I think both of those guys are going to do well for them. So it's questionable about how much the Yankees are going to make that a terrible time. Uh, John Gray is going twice and auto start for me against the Orioles and the White Sox. Spencer Howard, do not buy into that angel start. No, do not do this. Do not do this against the Orioles and the White Sox. Bench him. Uh, Spencer Strider, auto start against the Phillies and the Mets. Yes, auto start. You do it. Uh, Braxton Garrett gets the Reds and at home and the Cubs. I'm going to go probable. Man, that's cool. Um, his whistle's started, by the way. He's coming back hopefully next week. That should be really fun to see, but he does not get two starts. Max Scherzer, auto start. Maybe DeGrom gets two starts. That's an auto start, too. If it's Bassett instead, auto start against the Nationals in Atlanta. Uh, Kyle Gibson gets Atlanta in the Nationals. That's a questionable it's a coin flip. 
Uh, you get Josiah Gray against the Mets and the Phillies. If you're chasing strikeouts, that's questionable. I am a little bit worried about that Mets star, but I think he is trending in the right direction. Uh, Keegan Thompson against St. Louis and Miami. Is it the worst thing ever? It's borderline questionable or do not start. Hunter Green against the Miami Marlins is maybe going to happen, maybe not. We're going to see how that rotation pans out. There's a six-man right now, but there are trades that could happen. There is an off day on Thursday. If he gets two against the Marlins and the Brewers, Hunter Green would be a probable or top of questionable. He has improved lately, but he's still a cherry bomb. I don't know. It's very close there. Uh, Corn Burns auto start Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. You get Bryce Wilson against them. It doesn't matter. Do not start. <laughs> uh, Adam Wainwright, Cubs and Yankees. It's a questionable one. Um, he did well against the Jays, though. That's nah, a questionable one. The Yankee star is too tough. Um, you have Tyler Gilbert going against the Guardians and Rocky Road. I don't care. You're not doing it. Zach Gallen doesn't get it because of the off day on Thursday. Tony Sensatella and Jose Arrania, absolutely not. Uh, Andrew Heaney against the Giants and the Padres to me is a probable. Same with uh, Tyler Anderson. Col- uh, Mike Clevenger, Rocky Road, but then at the uh, then at the Dodgers. Top of questionable, bottom of probable. Um, you Darvish would get the same. He's improbable. He's going to ace for him, um, if not actually an auto start. Uh, Logan Webb gets the same, essentially. He hosts the Dodgers and then goes to Oakland. Um, yeah, that's probable, if not auto start for him as well. All right, good luck this weekend. Hopefully you found that helpful. I mean, the things are going to switch around. It's going to be wild. So stay on top of it. I'm doing the whole trade deadline podcast or live stream with Paul Spore on Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern time on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pitch. So make sure you're there. But that's going to do it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babas be low and your strikeouts high.